blessing to us and we're a blessing to them. Amen. Oh, I love it. If you would open up your Bibles to the epistle of 1 Peter chapter 1. I'll tell you what's on my heart this morning. The Lord wants to talk to us about a much more Messiah. A much more Messiah. You know, like um, until when y'all first uh, met me, you know, you didn't know much about me. When I first met you, I didn't know much about you. I might have knew your name, uh, you know, or maybe you told me where you lived or whatever. But till we get to know one another, we we uh, we don't really know what the other person will do for us, what they mean to us and what we mean to them. Amen. But when we get to know one another, there's an intimacy there and there's a trust that's increased. And so uh, the Spirit of God is just wanting to take us to a deeper level in knowing Jesus. Amen. Because the deeper that we know Him, the more that we can trust Him and the more we'll grow exponentially. I, I want to grow for the Lord, don't you? Amen. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. First uh, Peter chapter one. Uh, so let's start reading in uh, verse three. First Peter chapter one, and we're going to pull our foundational text uh, out of a few of these verses of scripture. Verse number three: Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again. Say, I'm born again. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, begotten us again unto a lively hope, a godly life of hope, Zoe, a godly hope of life, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Say, God's got something for me with angels guarding it. Come on, it's reserved. No, Nobody can get to it. Amen who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation to be revealed in the last time. Now notice these uh, last couple of verses that we read. Verse 6, Wherein ye, say he's talking to me, wherein ye greatly rejoice. From the Greek this says, jump for joy. Jump for joy, though now for a season, for just a puny amount of time, uh, if need be, you are in heaviness. Uh, through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith be in much more, remember those words, much more, precious than the gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, number one, and two, honor, and three, glory, at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end, the completion, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this service. Yes. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in every one of us, Lord, as we stand here in your presence, Lord. Yes. I'm asking for the ability to open up our hearts, Lord, a spiritual understanding in our minds, Lord. Given us the option to step forward in the word of God, Lord. Yes. I ask you in the name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for being here. Um, so there's so much meat in these verses of scripture. You and I, uh, we have been begotten again. See, every one of us, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God didn't leave it that way. But you and I, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. And, and so God has gave us uh, grace, but then he's gave us mercy. And so this morning, you and I were a product of God's grace and we're a product of that mercy. And so I, I want us to get to know Jesus like we've never got to know him before and see that he's a much more God. Right now, uh, I, I'm, I'm hearing all sorts of things. Have you noticed how more and more uh, through social media and, and uh, on your, your news or whatever, all of a sudden they've become experts on the Bible? I, I was listening the other day and, and it said uh, 13 things that the Bible got confused about. That made me so mad that I didn't think I could stand it. I'm sorry, the Bible's not confused about any one thing. You're showing your ignorance. And so that uh, we're, we're going to see a lot of things happen in the coming days and they're going to 
you know, we've got people using AI to rewrite the Bible. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This Bible, Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, Matthew 24, 35. But he said, my words abide forever. So you and I have to live by this Bible. So I want you to be encouraged this morning. I want you to know that your God, Jesus the Christ, is much more than you've even known up to date. Because you and I, we know him a little bit. But every time we look into the glory of Jesus, we come to change from glory to glory because we're seeing him in a deeper level. We're accepting Him in a more place of intimacy. He wants to abide in every area of my heart, but He's not a pushy God. If I don't want to give it to Him, He'll let me hold it to myself and let me deal with it. Well, those things that I struggle with, I don't have to struggle with them. I can give them to this much more Messiah. And See, think about it. Now, the Spirit of God just spoke this in my ear. There was an anointed archangel that fell because of pride. His name was Lucifer. His name means light bearer. And he was to point toward Jesus Christ, but he uh, fell because of pride and he became the devil. He became Lucifer. And so he had an anointing on him. And so God, what did he do here? He made a Messiah. He made his son uh, to be in the place to take away sin from the earth for you and I. And so Messiah means anointed. Jesus has got an anointing that's greater than anything this fallen archangel. Come on, this devil can do against you and I. Amen. So let's get to know Jesus. So let's see some things and we'll get into what we're talking about. Now notice, first of all, uh, you, you need to be so excited because verse 3 said that you'd been born again, that you had had something to look forward to. You had a new birth. And then down in verse 4, it said, because you had that new birth, you had an inheritance in heaven. Come on, you've got things in heaven that you can't even imagine. The Bible says, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard what God has in store for you. But then he went further than what the Old Testament prophet Isaiah did because we're under the new covenant. He said, but, but you can get a glimpse of what God has for you by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit living in you. And so that's what we're talking about, coming to know uh, this much more Messiah in a deeper level. So, And he said, what God's laid up for you, he's got angels guarding it. So you don't have to worry about it. Everything that you do for the Lord, you're laying your treasures up in heaven. The thief can't get to it. Rust can't get through it. Bugs can't get to it. Come, It's there, amen? And you have an assurance of that, so rejoice in that. But uh, in verse number 6, he said that what you and I need to start doing, because this just drives the devil crazy. Don't you? Does the devil ever try to bug you? He tries to bug me. Well, let's drive him crazy. All right? Because see, the devil can't understand when you and I are in a place and a position when we're going through trials and struggles, or we're going through hardships, that instead of us grumbling and mumbling and complaining that all of a sudden we start praising God. See what he notice what he said. He said, wherein ye, you, the Christian, those that has this inheritance because they have this new birth, wherein ye greatly rejoice in it. Like I told you, you look it up. Don't take my word for it. It means to jump for joy. So in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the, of the battle, in the dry season of your life, just tell the devil, I'm not going to accept my circumstance. I'm going to believe the Word of God. See, the Word of God changes our circumstance. See, the devil wants us to accept the circumstance and then he wants us to bow down to it and say, oh, that's the way it is, and it's going to always be that way. But no, your much more Messiah is the one that has the anointing to break off those yokes and to bring a change in your life and my life. So what we want to do is, we want to be in the place where we believe the Bible above all other things. And he said, wherein you greatly rejoice, jump for joy, though now for a season. What you're going through this morning is just a, in the Greek, this just means a puny amount of time. It's a short season. You say, well, Brother Greg, you don't know. It seems like a long time to me. Well, in the in the terms of eternity, in the terms of living forever with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it's puny. It's just a speck on the very clock of life, if you would. And so uh, God's not belittling that time, but He's wanting you to live out of the reality of the eternity. He's wanting you to re- live out of the reality that He wants to help you in this moment. He said... Um, 
He said, if need be, you are in heaviness through these manifold temptations. So see, the devil wants to weigh you down. He wants to weigh me down. And this word heaviness here, this is the same Greek word. You remember where the apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus uh, in Ephesians 4.30, I believe it is, grieve not the Holy Spirit. That's the same word. Uh, so when you get sad, we make the Holy Spirit sad. So uh, you and I got to be in the place and the position to say, wait a minute. The Bible says in James chapter 1 that I need to count these temptations, the trying of my faith. I need to count it all joy. I, I need to learn how as an act of faith to jump for joy because my action of faith is going to change the situation. It's going to make it shorter. See, I've added to my trials. I've made my trials longer because it took me longer to come to faith. It took me longer to worship the, 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 the Messiah that is more than enough. It took me longer actually to have a work in my character. I don't know anything about your character, but I know that my character, my spirit's perfect. But my character that comes out of my soul has to have some work by the Lord. Amen. And this is what changes it. And so notice what he said. He said, though for a, a, a season, if need be. See, if you'll learn what you need to learn in this moment, you don't have to go through the same thing again. Right. See, the children of Israel, they kept going around and around the mountain. They went around uh, all those times and they took an 11-day journey and they turned it into a 40-year journey. We don't have to do that. So uh, let's let the... Messiah that is more than enough, much more. Let, let, let's let him show us and teach us some things. Uh, he, he said, look at this verse number seven, this truth, and we're going to get to where we're going. He said that the trial, the testing of your faith being much more. Now, remember that word. That's the theme of this message. Being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. So the trying of your faith, the testing of your faith is more precious than what you've got in your billfold, what you've got in your bank account, the money that you've got invested in your home or your automobile or your 401k, all of those things. It doesn't touch this. See, because when your faith is tested, when my faith is tested, it shows us that we can trust in God. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, Romans ten seventeen, and uh, Romans twelve three. God has dealt to every person the measure of faith, and so He's gave you this faith. And when that faith is tried, tested, and it holds strong, see the devil wants to put it on you. Well, I'm going to fail. No, who gave you the faith? Amen. That that's your source. Brother, that's your source. That's the truth. And so we need to live by that faith and get the emphasis off ourselves. This is not about you and the devil. This is about the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and the devil. Yeah. But see, the devil wants it to be about us. He wants to make it intimate about us. And no, I don't have anything to do with this. This is the, this is the battle is the Lord's. Amen? And, and you've got to live like that. I've got to live like that. So... He said that this trying of the faith is much more precious. And look what it would do. It would bring three things to Jesus Christ. Praise, honor, and glory when He comes back. So I want you to get this down in your heart so it'll change your attitude, it'll change my attitude. You're going through these things, but I want you to know that the level that you're going through these things is going to be, when we stand before the Lord, it's going to be for His glory. Wow. You mean the glorious Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, I can bring Him glory? Yes, sir. I can bring Him glory in this earth, yes. But I can even bring Him glory when we're standing there. Because He made the promise, it shall be praise, honor, and glory. I don't know about you, but that satisfies my soul. That gives me hope and confidence. That re that's why I was created. Re Revelation 4 and 11, the last verse of the fourth chapter, says that you and I were created to please God. What more could we want out of life? That means that we have met the requirements, but also we've done something for our Maker, our Creator, that nobody else could do. Amen? So you can do what I can't do. 
That's why it's so important to obedience. So let's talk about this. God wants you to know this morning, we're going to look at four things. First of all, go with me to Matthew chapter 6. God is, uh, through Jesus, you've got a much more Messiah that help you in the natural. We're going to look at that first and then go further. But look at Matthew chapter 6, because you need to know, and we don't have time to look at all of this, but in this sixth chapter, you have all these promises of, 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 of forgiveness, of relationship, of fellowship, and of God meeting your needs. But for sake of time, I'm just going to pull out a couple verses here. Drop down to verse 27. Matthew six twenty-seven. Jesus, if you notice this red letter, he says, Which of you by taking thought... You ever get anxious? That's what this word taking thought means. It means to get anxious. It means to get nervous. Uh, and that's what the media is wanting to do right now. They're wanting to make you nervous about what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? How am I going to buy gas? All of these things. They, they act like they're trying to inform. No, they're trying to rob you of your peace. And you got to choose what you listen to because what you listen to in abundance, that becomes what's in your heart. And what becomes in your heart is going to, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what you speak is going to guide and direct your whole life. So we got to be so cautious. He said, verse 27, Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? You know, you worry, worry, worry. Uh, you can't change anything. Verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they toil not, neither do they spin. They don't make thread, they don't make cloth, but yet they're clothed. Verse 29, And I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. See, we need to change our focus of what is beautiful and what is not. If we ain't careful, we look at that car going down the road or we look at that person uh, in, in that certain suit or certain uh, attire and we think, man, they are really something. And you don't know, they may be the most miserable person on the planet. So think about Solomon. Solomon, the richest man in the world. He makes Bill Gates look like a pauper. Read it. This is the truth. He makes Bill Gates look like a pauper. Warren Buffett, they hadn't got anything on what Solomon had. Yet Solomon, he, he was in a place where he was manipulated by the flesh. He, the Bible says over and over, he get, G-A-T. I get me this, I get me that, I got me that. And yet there was no peace under the sun. He had everything he could want for, but there was no peace. He even had a thousand women. And Jesus makes this statement. You can imagine the royal robes and all these things that Solomon was wearing. He said, the things that I make, I provide. Now listen, that's what this, this teaching is about. The things that I provide are so much more glorious than what this world has to offer. Jesus is saying, I want to set your standard. Don't you depend on man to lift you up and to say, oh man, you're, you belong in this position or that position. No, Jesus said, don't take thought about that. He said, I want to be the one that lifts you up. I'm telling you, there's some people standing on the sound of my voice right now, and I'm speaking to you by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. If you'll obey God, He's going to put you in a place that's going to amaze you. You're going to be in awe because the Spirit of God is going to open doors for you because you've got a Messiah that is much more. But you've got to walk through those doors and trust Him because they're not going to look like what you think they're going to look like, but they're going to fit you perfectly. Amen? So you can't add to your stature. And, and don't, don't, don't worry about clothing yourself in the sense of putting on an image to somebody. Let the Holy Ghost clothe you. In other words, let Him cause people to see you. Well, that's what He's talking about. Because when people saw Solomon, all they, they just went over and over what he looked like, what he had, and what he could do for him. Don't you want people to be around you because of the love of God in your life? That's what matters. And then you can do some things for them because it's a heart-to-heart -heart thing and it's not a flesh-to-flesh -flesh thing. Amen? Notice what he said. Verse number 
29, uh, I mean, verse number 30. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, everything that you and I are looking at, it's going to burn up. Yeah. All of these cars, all of these, uh, these investments, all of these things that's done in the natural, it's going to burn. This bubble is fixing to pop. Everything's got to fall so the Antichrist can come forth. And so if you're trusting in what you've stored up, you better give it to Jesus because it's not going to be here. But what you give to the Lord, remember, it's an inheritance. It's protected. You can bank on it. You can hold on to it. Amen? Now, I'm not asking for nothing. I'm not, I'm not talking about giving to the church. I'm talking about giving to Jesus. You better figure out what God wants you to do. Amen? Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and is tomorrow is cast into the oven. Now notice this. Here's our, our thought. Shall not He much more, much more in a greater degree, clothe you, O ye of little faith? Even if you've got a little faith, Jesus is going to work in your life. And He'll clothe you better than what this world... In other words, what I'm talking about, He's going to give, make you... Uh, dressed up by the Holy Spirit in this world so much better than anything this world has to offer. But just believe Him. Start where you're at. See, Peter teaches us that God gives us this faith and then we add to that faith. Okay. So whatever you might need in the natural, He's the God that, that wants to do it. Do you believe that? You have to believe it. Okay, let's go over and let's look at something here. And see, in the book of Gospel of Luke, let's look at some things here, how God wants to take care of your spiritual. He, he reaffirms He'll take care of the natural, but He wants you to, to know that the spiritual is the most important. In Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 9, Luke chapter 11, verse 9, out of the mouth of Jesus, He says, Ask, I say unto you, uh, because if you look... And I say unto you, every one of these is, 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 a, is getting your point, getting your heart, getting your expectancy to the place that you know that if you'll ask God, He'll do it. You know, we've had people in our life, we knew that if we asked, they wouldn't do it. But your God's willing. He loves you. He's interested in everything of your life. All right. He said... And get ready, to, get ready to ask. He said, and I say unto you, ask, uh, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find it. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, we've done this many times, but for those who are new, look, look at this. For everyone that asks, put a line under the A under asketh. And then go down and put a line under the S for seeketh. And put a line under the K under knocketh. Ask, ask. It's all through this. James said that we have not in James 4, down about verse 4, we have not because we, we need to ask. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find it. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Is there a chance for you to fail? No! You can't fail. You're serving a God that can't fail. Your hope, your confidence is in a much more Messiah. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? So God is, Jesus is trying to introduce God as your father, as my father. And we may have not had the perfect father on earth. None of us did. But uh, God, the father, the holy father, he is a perfect father. And he will give you, he will give me what we need. He'll take care of us. But then all of a sudden he shows us the key to be able to receive. For we got a much more Messiah in the natural. To where it, it stems that we've got a much more uh, Messiah in the spiritual. Look at verse 13. If ye then being evil, and he's just, the who's he's talking about here is the, the non-believer in, in, in this sense because they didn't believe who Jesus was. Uh, know how to give good gifts unto your children. Now notice this, here it is, mark it down. 
How much more? You got a much more Messiah. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Isn't that amazing? See, God wants us, wants you to know that He's going to feed you. He's going to clothe you. He's going to give you shelter. He's going to give you uh, a position in this world. He's going to give you influence and all of those things. But all of those things stem from having a relationship with Him. See, the Bible says that nobody can know a man, a woman, a boy or girl, but the Spirit. So, see, you've got a spirit. You're a spirit. You have a soul. And you're living in this flesh body. But God the Father, His Spirit knows all about Jesus. Knows all about the plan of God. And He said, I'm willing to give you my Spirit that can come and live in your Spirit where you'll know freely all things I've gave unto you. See, Romans 8 says, if God gave you Jesus, okay, if you got Jesus this morning, if you got Jesus, He said, if God gave you Jesus, He'll freely give you all things. All is all. But see, the devil wants to say, oh no. Things have changed. God used to do certain things, but those things has changed since the apostle, the last apostle died. Everything's been turned upside down. No. Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. So what He done for one, He'll do for you. Amen? So now get this in your heart now. He said, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? And don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving this to you and, and you can do with it what you will. The area in your life that you're struggling this morning, the area in your life that you're hurting the most in this morning, the area in your life that is, is, is just seems overwhelming a mountain to you this morning, you need to ask for God the Father to give you the Holy Spirit to show you Jesus, a much more Messiah in that area. Because if you're struggling, and this is not a one-time thing, but this is a thing, if need be, that Peter was talking about that's going on and on and on, you haven't met Jesus in that area. See, God has many names, and every name is an office or a character or a promise or a provision of what He'll do in your life. A lot of people have met Yeshua Messiah. They've met Jesus Christ as Savior. But I want to know Him in all of His names, don't you? I, see, God's name is Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord that will heal you. He'll heal me. But I've got to what? I've got to get the Holy Ghost to teach me Jesus in that area. He's a much more Messiah before I'll ever have that. Now I can live and die and go to heaven and never meet Him in that office. Abraham is there on the mountain and he needs a sacrifice. And all of a sudden he hears and he looks around and behind him was a ram caught in the thicket. And that ram was a type of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden he said, this is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. So, see, I've got to meet Jesus. I've got to meet God the Father, God the Holy Spirit in all of these offices, in these ways to be able to come out of this trial and to bring uh, praise, glory, and honor, uh, not in the right order, uh, to, to the Father. Amen? He's a much more Messiah. And it all keys down to give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask. Ask. You know, if we're not careful, we ask everybody for everything, but then we forget about God. Well, God is my last resort. I've tried all of this and it didn't work, so now I'm going to pray. Come on, we've all done it. Let's don't, don't look at me down your nose. It's the truth. God needs to be our first avenue. Amen? Okay, so 
You've got a, a much more Messiah that wants to meet your natural needs. You've got a much more Messiah that wants to introduce you to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's job is only to lift up Jesus, this Word. So the more that you're familiar with the Holy Spirit, the more He's your friend, the more Word you're going to have. And the more Word you have, the more truth you have. And Jesus said, the more truth you have, the more free you are. Amen? I want to be free. I don't want to be bound by what somebody else says or what somebody says, well, you're not worth anything because you don't wear this. You're not worth anything because you don't live here. Well, no, I'm worth the blood of Jesus. You're worth the blood of Jesus. They don't know what they're talking about. Amen? Okay. So, as you're you're getting this in your heart, let's really encourage yourself. Go to Romans chapter 5. Let's see something. I want you to get this much more Messiah in your heart. Look at verse 8, Romans 5 and 8. But God commendeth, He demonstrated, He revealed, He took the cover off, He made it so clear that anybody could understand it. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how valuable you are. That's how important you are. Verse 9, now mark it down, this is why we came here, much more, you're much more Messiah, than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Come on, this much more Messiah that you that you get getting to know, that I getting to know, we get less sin conscious. See, the devil wants to keep you in a place where you're you're always reminded of your past. He wants you to live out of your limitation. He wants you to live out of the things that stumbled you in the past. Well, you've got a Savior now that takes the stumbling blocks and turns them into stepping stones. Amen? And you've been justified. Come on. Every time the devil starts reminding you of your past and tries to bring condemnation in your life, say, no, the Bible. The Bible says in Romans 8, 1, now therefore there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. That's you. No condemnation. You can hold your head up high. You can come boldly to the throne of grace because Jesus took everything that would make you guilty. And so hold your head up high in the Lord. Amen. Look under the author and the finisher of your faith. He's got some things for you, some things for me. Notice what he said. Uh, drop down. Let's keep reading. Verse 10. For if we were once, for when we were enemies, uh, come on, I was an enemy to God. You were an enemy to God. Uh, for when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Now mark it down. Much more. This much more Messiah. Much more being reconciled. Shall we be saved by his life? So every time the devil tells you, oh, you can't pay this bill. You, you can't meet this need. You, 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 can't, you can't go here. You can't do that. See, the devil's a, a devil of can'ts. But you serve a can-do God. Amen? And, and so, right here, he said, much more, much more. So you've got to make sure that the devil, your spirit may be saved, but don't let the devil steal, kill, and destroy God's best out of your life. He wants to save your relationships. He wants to save moments. He... See, when it looks impossible in relationships, give the relationships to Jesus. And say, Jesus, I've done all I can do and it's not working. I'm going, to, I'm going to give it to you. You said that you could save some things in my life, not just my spirit, but you could save some things in this life that I could have a difference in the eternity because we want to bring everybody with us. We can't bring them with us if we're separated. Okay, be careful. Be careful. Okay. Um, I have to leave that. Okay. Drop down to verse uh, 15. Be not as uh, be not as the offense, so also is the free gift. You know, you and I, we all had offended God. We'd all come up short, but we've got this free gift. For if through the offense of one, talking about the original sin in the garden, uh, 
For through the offense of one, many are dead. You know, because Adam and Eve sinned, death come to the whole world. But look what he said. Much more, mark it down, much more the grace of God in the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. Much more. This grace. The, 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 the death sentence was there, but the grace of God. The grace of God is much more. See, the Bible says that God's grace is sufficient. That God's grace is enough for every situation of your life. So, don't don't let little offenses try to hold you back or try to limit you. You're going to get your feet dirty as you walk in this earth. But Jesus made a provision. He said, walk in the light as I'm in the light. And He said, I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if you make a mistake, if I make a mistake, you're walking with Jesus. That, that cleansing power is there. And, and, and Jesus has the ability to give you the grace to help you overcome every situation. Drop down to 17. I'm trying to hurry. For if by one man's offense, death reigned, in other words, Adam. For if by Adam's offense, death reigned. That word reign means to rule as a king. Much more, mark it down in your Bible, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in heaven Rain where? Right now, in life. Everybody's waiting for heaven. No, you need to rule and reign right now. The devil needs to see who's boss. Jesus Christ in your life is boss. Amen? For by if one man's offense death reign ruled by one, much more, here's your much more Messiah, they which received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. All you got to do is give everything to Jesus. The, the devil's tormenting your mind. You're trying to go to sleep. Sleep, you're thinking. And, and give it to Jesus. Give that thought to Jesus. That lack that he tries to write on your heart. Give it to Jesus. That, that unforgiveness that he tries to bring up and tries to say that's going to dominate and control you. Give it to Jesus. Amen. Jesus came, Hebrews 2.14, He came to destroy death. Hebrews 2.14, Satan is death. So Jesus can reign as King in your life and He can destroy all of these lies, these works, these avenues because He's a much more Messiah. Verse 20. Verse 20, Romans 5.20, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But, aren't you glad? No, think about it. What if God hadn't gave us the law? See, everybody thinks the law is bad. The law is good. You know, we wouldn't know how to live. Have you ever thought about it? If God hadn't gave us the law and we wouldn't know how to live and He done blocked off, He had to block off the tree of life because we was designed to live forever and realize how long people lived. Methuselah lived 969 years. Can you imagine living in this flesh without Jesus for 969 years? Just keep going on and on. It would be horrible. No, think about it. You wouldn't have no moral compass. Okay. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but notice this, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. There's your word, much more, much more Messiah. So God's got a grace for you that'll make you an overcomer in all areas of your life. And the thing that you think is the main thing is not the main thing. See, the devil wants us to spend our whole life focusing on one thing because we think that's the main thing. But the, the main thing, you've got to find out by the Holy Ghost what it is in your life. I wasted so much of my time and years praying about one thing and, and, and trying to get it all lined up and it had nothing to do. It was 
the fruit, it wasn't the root. Only the Holy Ghost can show you the root. The devil don't care how much fruit you work on as long as he's still got that root in your life because he's going to produce more fruit. Okay, in closing, go with me to the book of Hebrews. So, the Holy Spirit, the much more Messiah will help you in your natural, He'll help you in your spiritual, He'll help you in your kingdom living. But now, let's close with the thought that we need to be do a much more thing for Jesus. Especially in these last days. We'll close in just a second. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's start reading in verse 22. Hebrews 10.22 Let us draw near with a true heart, talking about drawing near to God, in full assurance of faith. Don't be under condemnation. Know that you've been forgiven, you've been blood washed, and just come boldly to the throne of grace in faith. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's the Word of God. Amen? Now notice what happens. Verse 23, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. The devil's going to try to make you waver. He's going to try to make me waver. The book of James chapter 1 says that a, a man, woman, boy, or girl that wavers, they can't receive anything from the Lord. They're up and down. So you and I have got to what? We've got to be in this place where we hold fast this profession of faith. In other words, uh, anything that tries to make you back up on your profession of faith, make you doubt the goodness of God, the much more Messiah, you need to feed your faith on that. Just keep reading. It may be one word in the Bible. It may be one phrase. It may be one verse. I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. But just keep reading it over and over and over. And it'll come alive to you. Amen? Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. It's not about you. It's about the faithfulness of God. We talked about that earlier. Verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. This, this word provoke, it means to excite and to incite for good. We have people all over the place. They're exciting people, getting their natural emotions upset. They're inciting them to do hateful, hurtful things. But you and I, we need to be around each other because you may be the difference between me making it tomorrow or not. Amen? You carry a presence of the Lord. You carry a revelation. You need to incite me. Make me burn. See, the closer we get together, the fire that's in you can jump off on me. Amen? All right. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 25, here's why we came here. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so the much more, there you are, much more Messiah, much more uh, disciple that you and I are, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, don't get mad at me, but you'd have to be completely living your life under a rock not to see what's happening all around us. I mean, look around. This world is crumbling. We've got all around the world, not just here, we've got evil leaders and they stand up and they just boldly lie. Just out of their mouth, they just tell one lie after another and they expect you and I just to take it hook, line, and sinker. Now, what would you do if you went out tomorrow and you went and, and you, t- you took every credit card you had and you maxed them out. And then you went and somehow got more credit cards and you maxed them out. What are you going to do when payday comes? I'm talking about when the bill comes due. Do you realize how much money America owes to China, to Japan, 
to all. You're just looking up at the list. We owe nearly every country. I can't even believe. We owe even third world countries. Right, brother? It can't stand. You say, oh, well. Jesus sits up on the throne wrapped in the American flag. Really? You realize in Jeremiah chapter 4? Or Jeremiah chapter 3? Jeremiah chapter 3. God divorced Israel? He divorced Judah? Because they were whoring around on Him? God's a divorcee, but oh, we can't let a divorcee do anything in the church because that'd be awful. Are you nuts? Where, where do they put divorce is the unpardonable sin? I, I've got, if I've got issues in my heart, that's a lot worse than any of this stuff that's on the outside. Jesus looks and He judges and gauges the heart above all these other things. You and I, we just need to get together and to serve Jesus. Amen? Let Him touch your heart. I let Him touch my heart. And He'll make our heart one with the Holy Ghost. Amen? But why did I say what I said? God took His hand away from those two nations and one went into the Assyrians and one fell to the Babylonians. The book of Revelation talks about a 200 million man army. What nation has a 200 million man army today? We've got to be alert. We're living in the moment that finishes this Bible. So he, what did he say? Why did I say this? He said, not forsaking the assemblings of ourselves together as the manner of some is. That word manner, it means habitually. I understand nobody can be in the house of God every time the door is open for different reasons. But he said they make a habit of avoiding the house of the Lord. But see, the Bible says that every Christian is a pillar in the house of the Lord. What would happen if we went to your house and we went to the load-bearing wall and we took out every stud that was a load-bearing stud? What would happen? We've got to have each other. The devil wants us to make, oh, I don't really need to go to church. I, I, I'll turn on the TV. Thank God for, for, for certain ministries. But I'll tell you what, what happens when you need prayer? What happens when you need somebody to come anoint you with oil? What happens when you're in the hospital? What happens when you're dying? You think they're coming? No, you need your brothers and your sisters. Not forsaking. So as you see the day approaching, you and I, what did he say? He said, much the more. So every time that you and I look and we see another another sign, we, we need to do that. Okay, hold it go. I got to quit. One last verse. Ephesians 3.20. This is your much more Messiah. Look what it says. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him, talking about Jesus Christ, this Messiah, this anointed one of God, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Do you believe that? So, Jesus can do exceedingly abundantly above anything. So why would we worry about him helping us with our bills? Why would we worry about him helping us restore relationships? Why would we worry about Him making a way for us, opening a door for us? He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. Hallelujah. Now here's the key. Look what He says. According to, the channel is, according to the power that worketh in us. And immediately, here comes the devil and he goes, Oh, you ain't got no power. You ain't got no power. You're so weak. Paul said, let the weak say. He said, what? actually Micah said that, but Paul said, right, I, I am strong when I'm at my weakest. According to the power that works in you. 
I haven't got any power. You haven't got any power. But Jesus is your power. So, so He can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask and think according to the power. The, what power you let work in you, the power of Jesus, how much anointing of this much more Messiah you let come in your life, that's what you can have. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You for Your goodness and Your kindness. I thank You for who You are and what You are. Lord, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask that You touch every person here. Let them feel how much You love them, but let them feel how much we love them. Lord, I ask that You would just start a building program in our heart and You just take Your liberty in our lives. We give You liberty. We give You freedom to do whatever You want to do in our lives, to place us, to put us, wherever You would have us. We love You and we honor You and we thank You that You are the God that looked when it was finished and You said it was good. Lord, let every person here realize that because of a good Savior in their life that they are good vessels, a vessel unto honor and they can have and do good things. Lord, introduce us to You in a deeper level this morning. Touch us and take us to that place in You. We ask You, Father, in Jesus' name. Would You come this morning and make Yourself an altar and just take some things to the Lord, lay it on this altar and say, Lord, here I am. I know that You are the God that is more than enough, that You are the Messiah that's much more than I've ever dreamed of. And I, I just want to step out and try you because I know Your Word says, try you and see if You won't pour out a blessing which we can't contain. Lord, some things in people's lives this morning, let, let them come out of them. Let them come into the newness of what You would have for them. Let relationships be healed. Let their stature be set by the Holy Spirit. Let the promise and provision of their life be met by the Holy Spirit. Let all the pressure come off of them and let them just trust in You. But we have to lean not to our own understanding because there's a way that seems right into man, but that end of that way is death. Don't let us look or go that way, Father. We ask You in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank You. Thank You. Hallelujah.